1: Good morning and welcome to Zero Today. I am your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. And we're here promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming, and we want you, the listener, we want you, the listener, to know and impact the world around you. So we're glad that you're joining us today. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Everybody have a good time. Hope you ain't humping around too much. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we're glad you joined us. Uh, And always, we invite you to join us on this illuminating journey. And you can do so in several ways. Uh, Primary way is to call us, 347-237-5230. That's the number to get uh, your your insight, opinions, whatever it is you want to get on the air. That's the number to call to get in on the air. The chat room. I don't know what's going on with the chat room, guys. We Every week, it's something different. Every, every week, man, it, it, it's something. we trying to pull it up now, and hopefully it, it comes up. If not, um, well, you know, we manage. <laughs> but you can get on the chat room, going to blogtalkradio.com, zero the day, and getting in on the chat room. Get your voices in on there. Shoot us an email, uh, at pastlorenzo@gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. What we could do to do better? Just hey, let us know your thoughts. We we don't mind. It ain't hurting us. Join our Facebook. Like our Facebook page, uh, Zero Network on Facebook. Go there. Log log on to it. Like it. We really appreciate that. Subscribe to the show. Follow the show on Zero Today or uh, Blog Talk Radio Zero Day. We we need as much as you can. And we do have the blogs back up. Uh, the blog back up on WordPress at as, as, uh, Lorenzo Neal uh, WordPress. Uh, you can go there and um, uh, we're, we're updating, trying to keep it posted. We did a couple of posts uh, last week, and we're trying to get it keep that going up. So. Uh, if you seem if I seem confused, that's yeah, it's because I was trying to bring up the the blog. <laughs> but anyway, so those are ways you can get in touch. Follow me on Twitter at prophesy. Uh, so I I like to tweet stuff I think is interesting for uh, not just religious, not just church related, but you know. Anyway, we're here and we're glad that you're all on the line with us, uh, on the air with us. We're just glad to be here one more day. Now I I got a habit I like to do and that's. Before I get any further into the show, uh, i I like to go to the prayer because we got a lot to talk about today. There's as a, as a lot I really want to talk about. And we we, t- we want to talk about past to the sacred. That's our primary topic, but you know we've got a couple of other things we want to discuss. But before we do that and I get the rambling off, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we want to say thank you, praise you for the day. Thank you for everything that you've done, will do, and have, and can do for us, uh, we pray, God, that you bless the broadcast, those who are listening, those who will be calling, and especially little me. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, before I get started, happy early Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, to one special person in particular. Um, I, want, I want to say we're praying for you. Um, I'm praying for you. Mother's Day is still good. Uh, suffering. Um pain i it, Mother's Day for me is a hard month i mean it's a hard day you know I lost my mother thirty two years ago uh and it's a long time to you know when you think about it but I've had plenty and I have plenty of surrogate mothers, plenty of surrogate mothers, so uh, celebrate mothers today. Uh, not today, but Sunday. Every day should be celebrating mothers. I man, I I had to get on my nephew one time, and he was mad at his mom. Talking about he wanted to come live with me. I said, boy, you out of your freaking fracking nerve? Out of your mind? Come on now. At all, I had to remind him of what we went through, uh, not having a mother because we were raised by my grandmother, which was she's still awesome. So. And it's not like I didn't have without, because she kept me looking. She kept me looking sharp. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> but so, uh, happy early Mother's Day to all of you mothers. We 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 thank God for you, your special gift from God. And and speaking of mothers, since it is Mother's Day, I, I found an interesting story that I just had to share. Uh, I don't, uh, I'm sure pretty many of you are, are familiar with. Uh, well, her name is Nadia Nadia Suleman, I guess that as uh, uh, Suleiman some Nadia Nadia. Anyway, she's more known, uh, You probably know her better as Octomom. <laughs> Octomom, right? So Octomom is in the news again. She's first in the news when she had octuplets uh, back in. Oh, 09, oh, 08, 08, oh, eight oh, 09, somewhere in there. She had our tuplets in there. You know, they survived, and they were the second set in the known in the U.S. to survive. Problem was, is she already had six additional kids, and add eight, and you get, what, 14? Did I do my math right? Yeah, six plus eight, 14. I need to go back to school, y'all. Anyway, so, so she has 14 kids, and she was on... Public assistance, y'all know what public assistance is that's a, that's welfare right? <laughs> so she's on public assistance with fourteen kids, and she made headlines again this time because you know she went national talking about her financial problems. I think it was one of the major news outlets uh networks you know gave her an exclusive interview, and she talked about how she was living with public assistance and you know needed a job or whatever it was, but anyway, anyway, so she gets a job and her new job is an up-and-coming porn star yep you heard me right octa is now in pornography she made a porn video you guys and i i'm not even gonna try to look at it i'm like come on seriously i know i know people have some of the strangest sexual fetishes yeah i know people have some of the strangest sexual fetishes but come on really though Am I wrong for that, y'all? Y- y- y'all tell me. If, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll admit to it. But come on. Who in a right mind would allow this woman? I, I, mm, yeah, people do some, when they're desperate for money, they do do some crazy things. But I cannot, uh, you know, you can only imagine the example, the wonderful example she's, she's uh, showing her children, both the men, the boys and the girls. Mommy can't get a job, so mommy is going to exploit herself and exploit you in the process. I'm just saying. Uh, but really, though, seriously, seriously. Pornography, come on now. Uh, so, and if I understood correctly, it's not like her parents, they're, they're, they're on a wealthy side, but they're not supporting her. And, and rightfully so, you know. You have 14 kids. That's a strain, you know. There, it's not like the Duggars, you know. The Duggars, the mother had 19 kids and counting, or yeah, yeah, 19, yeah, 19. But you know, they had their Christian values that they put, you know, they put out there and they they live by. The husband works, one of the sons is employed, and, and they make a good living and you know provide their children healthy. I don't know. I, it's it's health, you know, it's family friendly Definitely family friendly <laughs> But you're talking about You know, you're talking about one woman who The octomom, you know 14 kids, no husband And now she's doing pornography Compared to uh, The Duggars wife You know, 19 kids And support Supportingly loved by her husband or, You know, you, you have that You, you see that, that, that the, the um the, the, the big difference there uh, is. Anyway, I digress. I, I, don't, I don't know how I got on that. On as far as Mother's Day, <laughs> but anyway, that that hey, you know, y'all pray for that. I'm going to do that, and uh, you know, so apparently she's going to make. Uh, she already has made some money, and will make more because yeah, apparently there's a market for that. But anyway, so act the mom, porn, the porn star. Yeah, guess. Mainstream Hollywood didn't want her. All right. So there's there's some other news. Um, In other news, yesterday, now, yesterday, North Carolina voters overwhelmingly passed uh, a bill, uh, a law, a constitutional amendment to affirm traditional marriage and ban uh, same sex marriage. And depending on... What side of the fence you're on on this issue? Um, it, it's it's a it's amazing stand for the people of North Carolina. But then again, uh, you're talking about a southern state, largely uh, politically conservative, or you know, r- to the right, um, and in the Bible Belt, you know, very very steeply institutionalized religiously you know, Southern Baptist, Holiness and all of that stuff. So it's no it's not a surprise that the people would uh, would support traditional marriage. Even though uh, the reality is uh there there's more people cohabitating. More people cohabitating than marrying and they marry later uh later in in life than than traditional but there's still this reality that marriage is between a man and a woman, and and I love I love everyone, but I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, you can affirm uh, people's desire, no matter how no matter how it seems to go against um, the word of God. For one, you you want to love people, you want to love them into life, liberty, and freedom, and all that. You know, one of them because you know there is no other condemnation in Christ for those, especially those of us who are in Christ. But you know, somewhere we got to draw the line. I mean, this doesn't even make sense. You know, uh, when you when you, getting outside of scripture, I'm not even going to make a scriptural argument. It's not that I can't, uh, but getting outside the scripture, uh, getting into historical civilizations, including the Romans, Greek. Um, Particularly, those two primary civilizations upon which Western civilization is built—we get all of our, you know, philosophy and most of our laws and things of that nature. We we built our our entire Western civilization from those two um, those two groups, uh, the ancient Greeks and ancient Romans. And they're historically when they fit to those practices of uh, uh, same sex uh, acceptance and. You know things of that nature. That's when they begin to decline. You know, you, you go back and read it, and, and they celebrate it. They tried They called it affirmation. You know, affirming. But the more they affirmed, um, the, the 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 greater and faster the decline. The civilization began. And while I'm not trying to compare the states uh the bulk of Western civilization is rapidly moving toward a more social socialist uh, perspective and embrace and that there has some benefits in that but overwhelmingly when you try to when you try to um how can I put it? When you try to bring about an egalitarian type of government where everyone is loved and everyone is accepted and everyone is, you know, has freedom stuff like that, what happens is, you know, there's this idealism that presupposes that uh, there's a particular way this had to occur. So, if you do not uh, buy into that particular idealized view, what what happens? You cast aside, you cast away, you know, and, and that's basically, you know, it, it, it leads to a not a genocide, but it, it, it leads to a uh, the same thing that Hitler and others did during uh, World War II with the with the Jews and what was going on in Rwanda in the nineties, things like that. Um, there's there's this 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 sense of uh, superiority. Not not much different from racism and segregation that occurred here in the states early. So I, I said all that to say. The fact that uh when we when we when we get down that road, it's hard to get back it's hard to get back off the road it really is it really is because you only progress further and further and you have to get further down into debauchery before you realize how bad it is and what what was was really interesting about this whole thing with North Carolina is uh, uh two of the presidents um key key um cabinet members, pres uh vice president Biden and um um vice president Biden and uh the education secretary, uh Arn Duncan, and they publicly came out uh, supporting same sex marriage. And, and that scares me. And I'm gonna tell you why it scares me. Um, for two reasons, it scares me. One, because when you're talking about the vice president, he's already, you know, he's kind of already uh, slip of the mouth guy. He'll say whatever comes to his, you know, without without really fully uh, realizing the consequences of his words. So, you know, you know, it's, to 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 everyone else, it's a it's just another slip that's you know, expected from Vice President Biden. But what disturbs me is when you have the Secretary of Education coming out supporting that. This is the person who is supposed to be overseeing the education of our children, and if this person is endorsing same-sex marriage, what do you think he's going to be doing? Pushing. And mind you, I'm a part of I'm a part of two education associations, so. You know, uh, I I understand the political ramifications, but to have your your secretary, the superintendents of superintendents of superintendents, say that uh, he supports this and it's more than just a personal matter, eventually it's going to trickle down into, you know, the public schools. It, It really is. And they're already trying to do that, you know, and through various forms of sex education, and sex education in, in school is wonderful. But when you begin to put this, I'm not talking about in high school. We're talking about as early as first and second grade when kids are five and six years old and they're being exposed to alternative lifestyles sexually. That, that's a, that's that's disturbing. But, hey, what, what do I know? Look, I'm going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to be talking about, we will be t- getting into our discussion, um, Path to the Sacred. And when I say pastor the sacred, we're gonna. What I really want to know is, uh, what was your most spiritual experience outside of the church? Or can you have a, a deeply moving spiritual experience outside of the church? That's what we want to be talking about right after this break. We'll be right back.
0: The Game of Life with the Prius C. A high stakes world where some descend into total loserdom, while others triumphantly return home to their tutor houses. The real game of life is no more forgiving, but luckily you're ready to grab it by the throat and jujitsu it into submission. And with all the important things to do and places to go, you're going to need a game piece that will move you to the next level. That car, my friends, is the all new 53 mile per gallon rated Prius C from Toyota. best day it <laughs> was the best day we the best day, best we, best best day. day. Oh. we make a great pair great pair huh? progressive and the great outdoors we make a great pair right totally uh that's what i was thinking all kinds of vehicles all kinds of savings multi policy discounts from progressive call or click today How much data you use in a month? Email, status updates, finding your way, uploading photos, downloading an app, an app, and another app. Kilobytes, megabytes, gigabytes, all stacking up until you reach your limit. And what happens if you go over? With Sprint, you don't have to worry. Only Sprint offers truly unlimited data.
1: Those of you who have listened to my show uh, realize that... Uh, About a year ago, a little over a year ago, my computer crashed on me, and I had lost just, I thought I lost just about everything on my computer, all my important files and documents. But then I remembered that I had security. I had my files backed up automatically by Carbonite.com. Now, here's the good thing about Carbonite.com. They have the same encrypted technology that is used uh, for security, uh, e-commerce, transactions, all that stuff. They got it, right? And then they house it in state-of-art data centers that's 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I wasn't worried because I knew my files were automatically backed up. And here's the good thing I I didn't have to worry about retrieving them either because I could access my files from any computer anywhere in the world. So if if you you feel like you're going to lose your stuff, I recommend Carbonite.com because that's the place to go. You don't have to worry about the cost either because they have a price for every budget you can imagine. Not only that, but if you go through that site today, you could get a 15-day free trial right now if you go in today. That's Carbonite.com for all your online backing needs. All they do is back up your files online. They don't do anything else. You can be guaranteed that all of your important documents, everything that you love on your computer will be safe and secure Check them out today at carbonite.com for your online backup. All right, welcome back to Zero Today again. Happy Wednesday. It's me, your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. We're glad to be here, glad that you're joining us and listening. All seventy five of you. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But look, we want you to get in and share your thoughts. You. you can do that by calling the line. We want to hear from you, 347-237-5230. That's the number you can call to get your voice, thoughts, insights, opinions, or just talk about the host. I don't care. We, whatever you want to do, that's the number to call to get on the air. And if you want to, send us an email, Pastor Leo, Pastor, pause, slow down, Pastor Neal at com. All right, we do have the the chat room is up and running. So if you want to leave uh, some thoughts in there, you can do so. And um, the blog is up. Uh, I mentioned that this weekend is this weekend is Mother's Day, Mother's Day weekend. And uh, you know, if you haven't gotten your mother anything yet let me recommend that you get something very good because you know last minute gifts some are the best gifts and if you have if you're trying to get to your last minute gift for for mother's day i recommend you go to pro flowers pro, uh, pro flowers uh you get your mom uh a, a, a bouquet of roses yeah it's a wonderful day uh, a dozen long stem roses rainbow colored i i, I like that you know, you can get that. You can get her some chocolates. You can get her a basket. You can get her rice. You can get her tulips. You can get her lilies. You can get her whatever you think you can afford together at Profiles.com. That's one of our sponsors. And, and you know what? You'll do a great job if you go there Profiles.com today, click on the radio, and uh, you might get your a good deal. So check that out. That's just my Mother's Day plug for you. All right. Back to the subject at hand. So we're talking about Path to the Sacred. And um, you yeah, know, I, I I'm gonna go back and play a clip from last week at our show because last week we talked about how deep was too deep, and the question was the question was you know, uh, is spirituality only effective basically when you're in the church? Can you have a spiritual encounter, a, or, or not spiritual? But can you have a way of connecting with the divine, with the sacred, with God outside of the church? And I played a clip about with a young lady who was um displaying, uh her spiritual gifts you know she, you know kind of loosely <laughs> displaying her spiritual gift and and this is the way that she wanted to she wanted to display you know she wanted to show her, her love for uh, her friend birthday and this is where she did it Happy birthday, Mercedes. Today is another day where we give thanks and glory and honor. We're celebrating your life. We just look forward to all of the things that we know the
0: Lord is going to do through you. And Sound pretty simple, his man. And we his favor, his grace upon your life. Oh, y'all know those shapes, hey, And I just want to sing a song for you to let you know how much I love you. I shake. shake. You're not I don't know about this, but this is a friend language, and I know you can relate. Don't know this, this I know you do not shake. I get shake. I shake. I
1: All right, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all forgive me, forgive me, I apologize, I apologize, okay, so that was her way of expressing mm. all right so she she got something nobody else had and understood you know with prayer language, and of course that is you know that that is adopted within the confines of organized religion particularly the charismatic Pentecostal experience. And, you know, that was her way of expressing the fact that she is spiritual. And and there's nothing wrong with that. It was funny. I, I ain't going to lie. It was funny. I, every time I see it and listen, it just cracks me up. And I don't mean to offend my brothers and sisters out there with that gift of not knocking it at all. And I'm, I'm definitely not blaspheming for those of you who think I'm blaspheming. I'm not blaspheming. Not blasphemy. Um but the question the question is, you know, is that you know should, should we limit our spiritual experiences or our encounter with the sacred, with the divine, to that? So y'all call it, y'all can get some, your thoughts in on the air about that if you want to. That's not a problem. So, but I'm you know I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm one of those people who is tired of institutionalized, organized religion in the sense, and, and although I'm fully participant in it, I'm full participant in it, I understand the limitations of it, and the limitations that we put on ourselves because of it. The question I'm trying, uh, uh, what I'm trying to do here is is, is is see, okay, is there another way that is both edifying to the individual, glorifying to the creator, and non-blasphemous that you could connect with the divine, that you could connect with uh the sacred. And um I, I got a great book here that you can probably, you know, to read to help you understand it a little better. It's Beyond Religion is by David Elkins. Uh David Elkins is a former minister and he's a uh, um Licensed practicing psychologist, and I—I I know some red flags probably went up right there. <laughs> ah, see, he's a former minister and a psychologist, a psychotherapist. Yeah, yeah. No, but he—he—he—he he, um, he, he does not disavow God. He's not, you know, in that sense. I—I yeah, I know a lot of preachers who should be former ministers. <laughs> I said it. They should be formal <laughs> because a lot of what they say is not what they don't believe half of it. Some of them, I, I know preachers who struggle, and 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 I'm getting off topic, but you, you know, being a pastor and being a minister over 20 years, I've, I've I've gone through that struggle of questioning God, questioning my ministry, and and trying to quit so many times. But you know, I'm like Jeremiah, there's a fire down in my shut up in my bones, ah. All right, enough of that foolishness. Let's move on. So, we're talking about the sacred, and we gotta be clear about what we mean by the sacred. What? Well, and contextually, by the sacred, I mean everything, because I, I consider everything sacred. Um, if you consider the creator of the uh, the world, uh, we say more specifically, um, Psalms twenty four: "The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof." Now, if we really believe that, then we, in in essence everything is sacred everything is divine now traditionally we we've limited that to wiccans you know uh nature, uh, or and it's more uh theological sense it's called pantheism pantheism is where everything is divine and uh that's more of the the you know the witch's brew kind of thing and uh and 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 it's interesting to me that as African Americans we're more we should be more adept to that because our entire our entire spirituality is evolved from the sense that everything connected just as uh, Native Americans they you know everything was connected interconnected and that's that and religion. Particularly Western religion, I, I might as well be honest. The Western church has put that disconnect, you know, and particularly in evangelical um, in Americans, the evangelical American church, that they, they have further disconnected the divine from everything. And, that, and they're trying to get back. You know, you have that, that literally they're, they're getting back slowly, but they put that disconnect. If it, it wasn't, if it didn't happen in the church, it was not a a a God <laughs> a directed event or ex- experience, and that that it hurt a lot of people. I think about Carlton Pearson, and uh, if you're not familiar with Carlton Pearson, uh, about four or five years some time ago, he had this radical experience where he couldn't believe, you know, he experienced this disconnect from what he was beginning to believe and what he was preaching. And so he eventually yielded to what he was beginning to believe and stopped preaching Christ altogether. And now he preaches the gospel of inclusion, which is a mess. It sounds good, and it is uh, it is a facet of pantheism. It's a facet of um, uh, inclusion. It's a facet of God's love, where God loves everybody. You know, that's the extremist view, and. Because God loves everybody you accept it. you don't have to do anything to change and, and and you know, just be yourself or like in the old way used to be put it, once saved, always saved. Live however you want to and don't worry about the consequences. And, and we all really we those of us who, who experienced the consequences of sin realize that ain't true. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So, um, the African Americans we, we we have we have that connection with the divine and and you know when the when uh the white europeans came over to africa and they began to deport us and bring us over to the to the west to europe um to england and to the uh the caribbean and to the states they broke they they tried to break us like like they did kenta break them what's your name pow Kinta they know it's Toby! pow yeah that that that's you know, they did that not only to us physically, but they did that to us spiritually. And what happened is that, you know, we found an outlet of expression that way and we we took the nature that we were experiencing out in the field and connected that with the divine and we, we it developed into our spirituals and it developed into our call and response that we seeing in some churches with the Doctor Watts and whatever. It developed into uh the the uh the type of way we worship God. You know, we're experiential. We 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 joke in church. We shake in church. We cry in church. We dance in church. And and that is a way of connecting us again, reconnecting us with the divine. But it has only been sanctioned in the church and and we've been we bought into the idea we can experience those same things outside of the church. Can't connect with the sacred outside of the church. You know, if you want to shout, you can't shout in Walmart. <laughs> now, don't don't shout in Walmart. You might get taken up by the people. Don't 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 shout in Walmart. Pastor Neil's not telling you to shout in Walmart, but you know, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Uh but you know, they, we we've disconnected those experiences that we have and limited them to, to a the refrain and constraints of the physical building of the church or the the spiritual experience of a worship service. And outside of those two and outside of, um, uh, as this lady said, prayer language, we have no spiritual experience. So the question is, yeah, can we do that? Can we have that? Is it possible? Does God want us to have that? And if so, how can we go about doing that? I know you got that question. I know you probably have the answer, but I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and try to stay on that train of thought uh after we come back from this break, okay? Be right back. Hi,
0: shaka shaka. So then I said, Mr. Prime Minister, I'm flattered that you <laughs> love chocolate, but I'm here strictly in a professional. What's wrong with him? He thinks you're naked. My shell is brown. It just looks like my milk chocolate is showing. Only a fool would think I'd actually show up naked. So it's that kind of party. Hit it! I'm sexy and I know it. i work out. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. There are over half a million apps in counting on the iPhone. Apps that can take you anywhere and do anything. You might say there's no limit to what this amazing device can do. So the question to ask is, why would anyone want to limit the iPhone? We don't. Truly unlimited data for your iPhone. Only from Sprint. tracks dirt. Used mops can push muddy water around. Swiffer WetJet's new upgraded solution helps prevent streaks and residue. To reveal more shine than a mop, or your money back. You're Swiffer Snapper.
1: This was the Gulf's
0: best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign-off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. The the water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over makes this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Louisiana. Alabama. The Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home.
1: Welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Get on the line, Three four seven two three seven five two three zero is the number to call to get on the air. Um, chat room is back down again so yeah it's technology don't blame me it's technology y'all it's technology okay live radio is something but again we invite you to continue joining us on this illuminating journey um again i, I told you the number three four seven two three seven five two three zero get your thoughts and comments on the air shoot us an email pastor lorenzo neal at com. and again we got the uh the blog on uh wordpress coming up soon so you'll be able to update uh follow up the update, like the page, Zero Our Network on Facebook, go there, like the page to support us, and again, subscribe to the show, get updates and everything like that. We're working on getting a website, you know, I'm slow, I'm slow, yo, but we're going to get there. But anyway, uh, quick thing, quick thing, you know, I played that Eminem commercial, and it's, I'm sexy and I know it, and and um, what's funny is that I read an article earlier this week where a first grader was actually suspended for school for singing that song, that little chorus right there, singing that, because it was come it, it was deemed uh as sexual harassment and inappropriate. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? So the sixth grader gets suspended for singing that song. And I tell you, man, we're just too sensitive. Now I'm writing an article right now about uh intolerant the intolerant Tolerant uh, I forgot the word to tolerate basically basically it was um those who are stressing tolerance and acceptance are are themselves the least tolerant of all, and I know people don't like to say that you know or, or want to believe that, but that's the reality is of uh, it uh those who who bash um things that they either dislike don't like or don't want, they bash them heavily condemn critique whatever, and they themselves uh don't like. When they out other way around you know they they uh are they consider themselves immune to such and and that's pro mostly for the poor homosexual uh you know and whatever else it is just th- that group in particular i'm not uh, just targeting them to, but you know those that group in particular are the are the least tolerant and highly sensitive group but anyway I digress. Let's get back on to the topic at hand. Uh, back to the topic at hand. We're talking about Pastor to the sacred. And uh, before the break, we, we talked about experiencing uh, of God, experiencing, encountering the divine outside of the church. Is it is it possible to do so uh, without it being blasphemous? And, and uh, you know, how can we do that? And, and Elkin's book I, I made reference to um it it, it it gives eight paths and one of the paths or several of the paths are pretty good um uh, one uh I wrote a paper about uh mythology, and I have not gone to see the movie Avengers yet. I'm planning to go see that that movie what is what is interesting about that movie is built off you know myths of the characters, the you know the, the the superhero myth. Everybody buys it to, you know. And and it's actually that movie <laughs> uh not only is it it doesn't it have some the s- some seriously spiritual overtones in it, but when you look at the characters like Thor and the Hulk and you see those two uh and um those two characters in particular uh Thor being a god who uh has fallen and is now in you know walking among men, <laughs> sound familiar uh, <laughs> and then you have uh the incredible Hulk who is a human who by virtue of an emotional uh trigger, turns into a supernatural being, super strength and you know all that stuff, and very green so the 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 underlying spiritual undertones of that movie is is superb. If you haven't seen it, I mean I've read the comics. I've been a fan of the Avengers since I was a kid. So, you know, I've been waiting for the movie for some years. Um but and, and of course Captain America, uh, the symbolic replica of all that is good and wholesome when it comes to America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I digress. The sim, you can get into a lot of symbolism, and, symbolism, and mythology—is a way of connecting with the divine because uh, when you read stories, particularly stories that you get into, you find yourself transcending. Is what's called uh, uh, convergence, um, uh, and there's a whole uh, whole field in uh, rhetorical theory and rhetorical criticism. That deals with convergence um and, and and when you come to church actually doing a worship experience it's in convergence that uh, you you have convergence occurring where um you become unified you become you, you have a common mindset a common uh, a common consciousness. That happens, you know. That's why you get up and clap to the choir song, or that's why you get up and say Amen, or shout after the preacher preaches. So that 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 conversion experience happens. Uh, it is supposed to happen during communion, but that's a whole different subject. But anyway, so uh, mythism, uh, myths and symbols are where the connecting with the divine. I, I just finished a book by Kimila uh, Ra- Lawson Roby, and um, this book is the part of a series with the Reverend Curtis Black. And if you haven't read the, her books, you ought to go read them. It's wonderful. The character Reverend Black, <laughs> boy, he's off the chain. Anyway, I just re- just finished reading the uh, latest in that series, and, and I began to, you know, I, I had a spiritual experience because I, could a- I was able to identify with the character quite a bit, being that he's a preacher and pastor and, you know, all this stuff. But also was able to... Um, to uh connect with the divine in that moment because there were certain parts of the story that that led me to pray <laughs> uh, that led me to begin to intercede for the preachers that maybe you know have you know issues as well as you know pray for myself pray for my companions pray for you know and and that was from reading a book no singing no clapping but from reading that book that stimulated the necessity to pray and, and and again that's a way of connecting with the divine that's the path of the sacred um as a musician and uh you know a lot of times i i connected with the divine when i was playing and i every now and then i just get on my keyboard and and i just begin to pick around and, and picking around I, I begin to experience uh the greatness of the of the spirit of god and I'm not talking about worship or anything like that. This is, this is different from from You know, I I I I see worship, you know, not condensed into a song or a lyric or two, but worship as 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 experiential. And it goes back to the interconnectedness we were talking about. Uh, the when we when I talked about earlier with the slaves, you know, the interconnected between the interconnectedness between the Creator and the land brought them into a convergence experience where they were able to create those wonderful spirituals and hymns and things that we now sing. You know that we have incorporated into uh, the Negro tradition, the Negro church tradition, the African American church tradition. But. Um, and I, I hear, I, I've heard a lot of stories of other people experiencing. I, I think one of the greatest experiences, me personally, I, I, I can say it was one of the most moving, deeply spiritual, uh, um, experiences that I had was. Uh, it was actually at at a play, and um, it let's me. Uh, less miserable, blah, or miserable or whatever it is. Yeah. That play, actually, I had that uh, a great sense and an awareness of God's, God's connection with his people who are oppressed. And through that uh, that oppression, he shows himself, and it's just like Christ said, uh, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me, uh, you know, to do all these things and uh, set at liberty those who are bruised, set the captives free, and things of that nature." And we often quote that because you know we want to make sure you know sound all spiritual, but it was a deeper significance when you realize that God is a God like J- uh, Reverend James Cone, um, black theologian. Uh, liberation fellows said God is a God of the oppressed. And when you read through the New Testament, you gotta understand Christians were not free. They were oppressed people. Jesus lived in an oppressed environment by a a, a Roman government who suppressed anybody they thought would uh rise up against them and because the chief priest presented him to Pontius Pilate as one who would usurp authority By saying he was king of the Jews, that's basically what they did. And by doing so, they incited uh, a riot. So, you know, so because the people didn't want the Romans to come in there and tear them down, but later, you know, just a few decades later, they did. They came in this, they destroyed uh, Jerusalem and the temple. And the only thing that's left right now is the Western Wall, that's the most sacred thing to Jews on the planet right now. But anyway, so, so. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, but 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 that experience, that experience relating to the fact that God is the God of the oppressed, brought w- w- awakened within me a greater awareness of my connection to Him. The fact that we are all spiritually oppressed because of sin, and you don't you can deny that all you want to. You know, the biggest problem that you have is the fact that you sin. And that is your great oppression outside of the emotions that you experience, outside of the pain of broken relationships or whatever it is. The greatest oppression that you face, that you experience in your life is that of sin, actualized sin, imagined sin, whatever it may be. That's what it is. That causes you the greatest oppression. And it is that sense uh, of awareness that, that can connect you to the God, the sacred. The God who is the God of the oppressed, because He came to set the captives free, and He He advises that we are no longer slaves to sin, but we are free in Christ. We are to be dead to sin and alive in Christ, because we are new creatures. I, I know that probably was was a lie for some people, but th- that's that's what it is. Uh, I, I was talking about the arts and the arts um, for those of you who are poets. I, I know I know those of you who are poets. You write. Those of you who are writers, those of you who are composers, that is a very spiritual experience. As a therapist, we encourage, you know, bibliotherapy, which is writing as a technique and reading, of course, as a technique of building yourself to overcome the problems that you – the issues that you're experiencing. So, that connection with the divine can spur something, you know. It can lead to a better, healthier lifestyle, a a more holistic lifestyle. And I, you know, we miss that out on the on, in the church because it's been it's been usurped, lot, it's been um taken and, and used by those who practice New Age thought. And you know they they've taken that and run from us, but it's scriptural. You know, uh, it, it's a scriptural thing. What do you think the Psalms came from? The Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes the wisdom of, wisdom of Solomon. Those books, the books of wisdom. Those books, especially Psalm. When you read Psalm fifty-one, probably the most therapeutic part of Scripture uh, in 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 the entire. Book of the Bible, where where David is openly open about himself, open about his sins, and then he writes the writes these words, "Created me a clean heart." I I mean that's powerful. That's just that's just powerful. Uh, but we've gotten away from, from from those ways of connecting with the divine. Um, uh, what about nature? This this weekend, I I I, I took the time. I took the time just to sit outside and gaze at the moon and behold the wonderful glory of God through the moon. And, you know, seeing the glow and seeing the the, uh, vastness of it, I was in awe. As a matter of fact, there was one night I came from a revival. I was preaching a revival, and I got home. I was on the phone with a friend, and... um, I just looked up at the stars, and it was very clear, no clouds, and I just, it seemed like the street lights weren't even shining, and I looked up, and I just saw all oh, the stars, and I, it seemed like I could make out some of the constellations, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I messed up and said that out loud, <laughs> and I, I mean, I was just, I was just caught up in the fact that this is, this sky is really beautiful, and you know, being in the city. Uh, now, when I was out, when I lived out in the country, I, I, I could see that quite often, but I didn't really appreciate it much because the crickets and no, you know. But I, but then I took in the other night, I took in all of it. I took in all of it. I took in the brightness and the vastness of the boom along with the tadpoles and the, the crickets uh there's a little little uh canal behind my house and I could hear all those noises and I I just sat immersed in all of that noise. Shut out everything else. Didn't hear the cars, didn't hear I just Got in tune with that, and and getting in tune with that something, I, I mean, you know, it was it was not just a divine encounter. It was you know, it was like a, a, a rejuvenating of my spirit because now again I had an encounter with divine that was that was beyond what I was. Told to experience or you know allowed to experience in the church because you know some people you know they don't want you experiencing anything in the church and that same type of um, depreciation within the the uh, worship experience and in and, and the worship service is often carried outside of the church and therefore there's no appreciation for the fullness of God. And if you can't appreciate the fullness of God, you can't receive the fullness of God. I'm I'm just saying, that's the reality. If you can't appreciate the fullness of God, if you can't encounter the fullness of God outside of the church, you can't appreciate or receive the fullness of God. So you might as well stop praying. (laughs) I ain't going to say, I'm not saying stop praying. But you need to, you know, there's a way to experience that. I'm going to take a quick break and uh, we'll have our closing remarks right after this. Be right back.
0: Gigantic it was humongous, enormous, huge bill. That's actually when we switched to Vonage. This service is great. I don't see any difference with the call quality. More, well, I can just pick up the phone and call. As many family members as I want. Ugh! Why did I not do this earlier? I'm Laura Pruden, and this was my last bill. Before I switched to Vonage. Time is running out to get Vonage World for just $14.99 a month with unlimited domestic and international calls. Go to Vonage.com or call now. Name your price tool, you tell us what you want to pay, and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for, like, small stuff. Wow. Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot, Great job. Oops. Uh-oh. Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. Call or click today. I wasn't born to push papers. I was born to push myself. To go where I'm needed. To keep this country safe. I was born with the backbone and brain power to take on any mission. This is my office. I was born ready. GoCoastGuard.com
1: All right, we'll be back with thank you. This has been an interesting show. I, there's so much that I want to get into. There was a lot more that I want to cover, and we'll probably go back, you know, try to get back on this uh, again. And, and I, I, like I said before, if you have any questions, yeah, shoot me an email. Pastor at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. And, uh, you know, past few weeks, we haven't had any callers. I know we got plenty of listeners. Uh, uh, but you know we're gonna put some more of this on the blog uh wordpress uh lorenzo tino dot wordpress dot com and so you'll you'll see some other some of this on on the blog uh again but, uh, you know uh I, I I just want to empower. You know, like I say, we're about empowered people thinking out, not just thinking outside the box, but living in and and, and acting outside of the box because uh, we're not called to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by renewing the mind. That's one of the way we're doing that. So we appreciate you doing this. Uh, again, when want to encu- uh, encourage you to uh, uh, go to the Facebook page, the Zero Network, like the face. Recommend the show to your friends, recommend the page to your friends, and um, uh, su- uh, subscribe to the show so you can get all the updates on com. And if you miss any show, every show is always archived, so you can go back and catch our own shows. We're almost two years into this, and oh, man, this is amazing that I've been able to be disciplined. <laughs> Not disciplined, I'm just kidding. We've been able to do this for the past two years, and we're thankful for you. So until next week, we're going to be back here. Uh As God allows and and we'll do what he have us to do, as long as he have us to do it. Till then we see you on the flip side. God bless you. Take care.